Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Corner Talks podcast. Today, I have a very good friend, fellow colleague, fellow film director, Martin Rosetto. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Hey, Daniel. It's a pleasure for me, and thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course, man. Are you kidding? Uh, this podcast, like I tell people, is a platform for artists, creatives, filmmakers like yourself to come on and share their journey, uh, provide some insight, and ultimately, uh, inspiration, motivation, if someone can get a takeaway from this on how to become a better artist or what to learn from whenever they're faced with a challenge. Um, and you are, uh, you know, welcome on this podcast for that reason. So I'm really uh, appreciative of you, uh, you know, contributing your time to really sharing your uh, insight and experience uh, from the industry. Perfect, man. Thanks to you. And sorry about my English. Yeah, no problem, man. I, I, are you kidding? Like, I'm an Argentinian uh, guy, so shout out. It's... Yeah, shout out to Martin from uh, Argentina. Correct? You're from Argentina. Yeah, yeah and this is what I love about it, right? Like this podcast is we're able to connect with different people from different worlds, right? Um, but you and I are very similar, actually. Like we're both Italian of descent, right? Um, yeah. So that's 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 a that's a good uh, a good note in my books. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that uh, we can connect on that level. Um, and it makes sense to me because I know a lot of uh, Italians migrated to Argentina um, in the 20th century. So when I saw your last name, man, I was like, you're definitely Italian. Like you have to be. And you explained it to me. And uh, it's amazing. So do you also speak Spanish? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. But you still know Italian, right? Yeah, from my mother and my father. Of course. It's Risetto and the another is Tacone. So it's that's amazing yeah all italian <laughs> amazing proud a proud heritage for sure man we're proud people uh and you got to respect the roots uh that's what i've learned um right and you can't and it's on sorry what were you saying today is sunday and we eat pasta <laughs> yeah <laughs> pasta exactly the sugo if you're not eating pasta you're making sugo for the next week right <laughs> they can make in a nice tomato sauce that my mom Correct. early in the morning um well man uh thank you again uh, after becoming friends and colleagues uh, through our line of work, uh, you know, Martin and I, we deal um, with a media production company and we kind of cross paths uh, and we've been assisting each other uh, at that workplace. And yeah, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, to finally have you on this podcast. Like I said, uh, you and I have followed very similar career paths uh, in pursuing filmmaking, uh, starting our own production companies, and now providing video editing services uh, to one of the biggest produ media production companies, like I was saying, in the world. Um, I like to know from you, man, how did you get started in the industry? Well, I already, it's a long time ago. I started as a bass player. Oh, okay. So it was music. Yeah. yeah. The music okay. was my first step. And here in my country, it's pretty difficult to live as a musician, you know, of course. I mean, you can do it. I mean, I live because of the music at the, at the, at the end. But it's pretty difficult, so I had to start studying because I really love the bass, I really love the music. And in that time, I went to the musical school. I was 16, I think. And then I realized that I like video too, and I like the radio too. So mm -hmm. I went to study music in, and sound engineer. And that was my first step, working in a company which was Chippy made media here, which was a company that made some kind of series and TV shows like, uh, like the, the, the what we do for Impact Theory, but right. for the for live TV, you know. Right, right, nice. That's 
at like 15 years ago. Oh, okay. And that, yeah, like that the early was, beginning. You're, you're talking about this when you first started, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but as I said, the music was all for me and I started as a bass player, bass player. Right, bass player. That's amazing, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, I'm going to get into that um, more so in the podcast. Uh, just looking at your social media, um, you have uh, a strong affinity for music uh, and a background. I had no idea that was your stepping stone into the industry. So that's really interesting to hear. Um, and music, as we know, as creatives, filmmakers, I should say, storytellers, plays a critical, integral role um, in uh, our craft. So I'd like to know before we get into that, how did this production company uh, that you started? Because you and I, when we were connecting, we were discussing how uh, we both created our production companies. You, um, much earlier than I did, I created mine during the pandemic, 94 Productions. What is the name of yours, Martin? Yeah, we are set. That's the name. We What's are the name? set. We are set. Oh, that's yeah. a cool name. That's catchy. <laughs> we are set. I love it. Yeah. We so are set. I like to know the background behind this. So what was the reason, the intention of making a production company? And uh, so far, like, how has your experience been? Yeah, well, it's pretty difficult because we started the company in the middle of these pandemic times that we live. Oh, so I was wrong. <laughs> so we started around the same time. That's amazing. I thought, I thought my impression yeah. earlier. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that crisis, it's like an opportunity, you know? Of course, yeah. So from my very beginning, as I said, as a bass player, as a musician, studying, and then running into companies like ESPN, DirecTV, um, and GPMA, as, as I said, I, I was traveling like video production, like from weddings to private videos, to broadcast, to, I don't know, publicity, like everything what was with film, with or was involved with music, making music videos for very interesting bands here in my country, like La Mississippi, right. La Condena de Caín, like. And then I, I knew Mauro, which is my partner. Nice. In the old world. Yeah. And we decided to start this company because we really like to work, man, you know. Yeah, really for like sure. You guys are hustlers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we really like to films and sometimes you are with a lot of stress with a lot of work because at the end you need to live but we want to make our own company to make what we want yeah. everything we want. if you want to edit for impact theory like where we met let's go and do it if we want to make short films long films series that's the main reason to do uh, that we do our own company with Mauro, like, has been two years from now. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and Mauro's a mutual friend of ours, uh, or Axel, I should say, right? Uh, do you know Axel Arzola? Yeah. So, yeah, he's yes. a film director, great friend of mine uh, from Los Angeles-based, um, Cuban director, and he um, he's connected, I think, all of us <laughs> because and of yeah, his opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the core. <laughs> So he introduced us to, to this company and we started to work for Axel, like independent, yep. different theory. And we are connected and we are here right now. Exactly. We are here connecting. It, amazing how it works. Yeah, it's, it's, the important, it's an important aspect of the industry, right? To network, stay connected. Uh, we got to all help each other. As much as you think you can do it on your own, you can. Um, yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never exactly. Know because right now I'm working with a guy that I met in my second job my oh, wow. second job, 10 years ago see 
now I I'm director and he's working for me like there you go editor, like audio editor and about that time he was like uh, he he had a, a important job than me in that time but I think that's the main reason to for all to make connections and always be kind with the people. Yeah, exactly. Um, well said, man. Like, and I like that point that you made is one of the jobs or the second job you had really um, led to another opportunity that's lasting till this day. Um, and that's what I was telling a friend uh, the other day is every time I do a project or I uh, sign up for um, a film, like as a director or writer, whatever have you, um, as long as I'm involved, there's like a huge compliment again to my craft. Like, you know, I must be doing something right, but people want to work with me again, you know, and that just kind of keeps the ball rolling. Um, before, when I was, when I was uh, first starting, I would have to attend networking events in person, uh, obviously when the pandemic didn't exist. And as exciting as it was and eventful, um, didn't really provide much value to me because uh, I was starting from the bottom, man, right? I didn't have anything to show for, no business card, no filmography. So it was very hard to convince someone to work with, like, hey, you want to work with me? I didn't even really know how to have a conversation. Um, but like you said, through patience, uh, through hard work, dedication, you find to uh, connect with more people. And then they just know people that know people. And it just kind of keeps uh, snowballing. So I think it's really important yeah. to keep that network alive. And yeah, man, great. You, yeah. Have, you have the right intention. At the end, you need to be patient because, um, I mean, I start as a bass player. That's nothing yeah. to do with film director. Mm -hmm. But that gave me a lot of opportunities. And that was difficult times for me. What we have with my mother, uh, my dad dies when I was young. Oh, okay. So with my mother passed some difficult time, but I always want to do this. I always want to work as an artist. I don't right. see my, my life like, uh, I don't know, a company man, you know, like only company man, as a, an accountant, a lawyer. Uh, I didn't see my life like that. So I choose this path and of course, I had to study one thing, two things, three things in order to work and because I like it, of course. I'm really a late nerd because I study L. Yeah, you're not you're not torturing yourself, you know, because you, yeah. you kind of are, are aware of like how challenging the path is, but you're embracing it. You know what I mean? You're, you're accepting yeah. it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And just be patient. I mean, all of us want to work and want to get, uh, I want to make big movies like in hollywood you know um, of course yeah you you have like an end goal for sure yeah but these times that we lived gave us a lot of opportunities to live with the music with the video with the, the direction things i mean in the past i think 20 years ago was not this time no. not everybody wants a video but today everybody wants a video so if you like this 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 kind of living like as an artist as a filmmaker the, you only need to be patient. At the beginning, you may have said, but I don't know anybody how I can uh, make this involved. And how can I make it happen? Go and go and go. And maybe, you know, I remember the time when we started with Mauro, we started to contact everybody like for a direct message from Instagram. And that's how we, how we met Axel Sola. That's amazing. And here we are. <laughs> that's amazing. And then here we are now. And, and that's, that's exactly yeah. what, that's a beautiful story, man. It's a, a, like you said, be patient, uh, constantly keep at it. That's exactly what happened, right? Is um, in the pandemic, you know, like you said, in the moment of crisis, make an opportunity out of it. So 
<clears throat> wasn't getting work. Um, I was kind of disappointed that I couldn't get out of the house. And I always wanted to start a podcast. And I said, this is an opportunity. This is perfect. You had Zoom, right? Um, it's free. It's accessible. And for nothing, literally, I don't pay anything. Uh, you can record someone on the other end. And long story short, I ended up getting uh, Axel Arzola as a guest. And he reached out to me because I, he saw me posting my podcast and wanted to be a guest. And I thought that was amazing, you know, very nice of him. And we hit it off. We became friends. We kept in touch. Next thing you know, there was an opportunity uh, at Impact Theory and he, uh, you know, connects me with the right people. And, you know, <laughs> I really owe man, I'm indebted to that man. Like he, he saved me uh, during that time because I was unemployed and uh, I really uh, needed some work. Um, but that's the power of social media. That's the power of the network. And that's the power of constantly be uh, going at your craft, right? While being patient. So well said, Martin. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So back to music, music, uh, you were a bass player, um, going back yeah. to, uh, you know, that being, <laughs> yeah, and there you go, man. I love it. I even see the star Wars figures in the back, by the way, I'm very observant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I love it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but the star, Wars, the, the, uh, music posters, um, are, are phenomenal for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, there music plays an influential role. Yeah. In, in the lives of many people, including, and especially artists. Right. So upon viewing your Instagram page, I've noticed that you're an advocate of musicians and quite involved in the industry yourself. Why is music uh, an integral part of your life? Yeah, the music is, I mean, the main reason that I'm alive. <laughs> it was part of me in that difficult time with my mom. We live in a hotel and the music braved me for sure. I was oh, okay. the all the day, like, <laughs> like 10 hours a day, you know. Uh, I went off to school and pick the bass and play it. So that part of my life was very difficult and the music was all that I have. <laughs> of course, my mom. But I mean, I get involved too much in the music. I used to play like in five bands at the same time. <laughs> I want to play with everybody and, and go to play with everybody. It served as an escapism for you, what you're saying, right? Yeah, it's like a passion, you know. Yeah. Always writing songs and playing with my friends. And that's, that's the guide, you know, that's the main thing to me. And after that time, the music, I see the music, how the music uh, make a change in me and appears in everything that I do. When I make a video clip for an artist, I know what the artist is doing. I know how, I, I mean, the harmony, yeah, uh, everything. So that gave me tools to make, I think, better editions to have... Uh, tools to talk with the musicians, to talk with a sound engineer for my short film, to talk with another perspective, you know, because it's a perspective of, of a musician who understand what's happening. Yeah. Not only choosing, like, you know, you're a filmmaker, when you send the references for the, the mixer, yeah. <laughs> I send, maybe I send my music to do it. That's amazing, you know yeah. So what you're saying is that it, it provided uh, an advantage for you to have a background in, in music for filmmaking, right? Like you applied that. And that's what I wanted to transition next is, yeah, how does music serve your business and career? Like, tell us about that. Yeah, I believe that the filmmaker needs to know a lot of things like yeah. editing, like sound, live sound, because you need to have, you need to know how to record minimum an interview, you know, as yeah. a filmmaker. And back in the day, when I was a teacher in 
this school here who calls Da Vinci. And I need to, I, I was teaching the first steps of the new filmmakers. And I was teaching sound, purely sound. And I truly believe that the sound, the music, it's the main thing for everything because you may have a great camera, you may have a red camera, yeah. but if your sound is poor, <laughs> you are all film. I'm applauding. I'm applauding, man, because that is something that I am like, you hit it right on the head, man. Like, no, I'll be honest. You're the first filmmaker creative that has said that to me, that sound is the most important thing on this podcast. Yeah. What I mean, because it, it's true, man. Like people don't realize, like the story has to be there, but I love that you said it exactly the way I word it to people. You could have a red camera, you could have all the pretty lights, you could have the great, best color correction, the editing. But if that sound is wonky, like it doesn't come through, people will turn it off. <laughs> people won't That's look right. at it yeah i mean imagine like a, a great movie with a poor sound it doesn't exist doesn't, it exist. doesn't exist even the music has to be like on point like if god forbid you have like a, a war scene and there's an 80s pop song that doesn't fit yeah. you're done like the audience is going to check out and laugh like you pull yeah, them out of sure. the illusion right yeah there's an exercise that i like to do with with the students that that was to put some scary movie uh you know, like, I don't know, the, the exorcist, you know, or another very scary and mute. And you will start laughing because the sound, it, it's, for me, is the most important. You can always go to the rental, you can always contract a, a great um, film director, a great photography director, right. but if the sound doesn't sound, that's a problem. Man. That's a yeah. problem. So that's, for me, the most important. And for the future, I don't know. I, I mean, the music, it's always on my path. No, for sure. That, that was very interesting and uh, exactly what I expected, right? Um, that's because I, I respect you as a filmmaker and I know you're very talented. So when you, when I asked that question, I kind of positioned you in a way where I was expecting you to say those things because I think a lot of filmmakers and creators out there need to understand, uh, if they don't already, I mean, uh, because I'm sure that they, a lot of them do, is the power of music, the power of sound. Um, even, uh, it's so critical. Like some may argue, like, um, maybe I shouldn't even use uh, music in certain scenes. Um, and sometimes that I, I could actually ruin the scene or elevate it. Um, like I remember, uh, one of my films, like I was, uh, experiment, like I finished it, uh, finished, um, you know, all the requirements that were needed. And then, uh, someone suggested like to add music in one scene that didn't require any music. You know, you just heard the sound like footsteps and people walking and breathing. And what I'm trying to say is that just for the sake of adding sound doesn't necessarily always elevate, right? Um, the material, uh, music and, and sound for me transcends it, right? Um, like you said, we wouldn't be alive. And that's part of the reason I think why I've got into filmmaking, believe it or not, like I love film, but I feel like if it was a medium that couldn't be told without music, like a visual painting, like an art, I wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't get into it. Like music for me is the most exciting aspect of the filmmaking process. When you're editing it and you're putting clips together and then you put in the music, you breathe life into that film. You know what I mean? Because at first yeah. it's just like people talking or like, it's awkward. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever, like, I'm sure you have, but if you watch behind the scenes uh, of, of a movie, like one in particular comes to me is Wolf of Wall Street, you know, how sporadic and chaotic that is and highly yeah. energetic, right? If you ever watch the behind the scenes on YouTube, because there's some clips, it's insanely awkward. Like it's just talking and people walking, you just hear footsteps because that's real life, right? 
but you put in Martin Scorsese's vision with the music and the, the voiceover, again, sound and music uh, working in concert. And it completely transcends the material, man. You don't look at it another, you can't look at it a, a different way, you know? Yeah. Actually, when I'm editing anything, the first step for me is to choose the music because, yes. I mean, I can do it the other way. Yes. I, can, <laughs> I may be able to, to cut all the clips. It's possible, yeah, but I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, but if I have the music at the beginning, I know I will do better my job. And the music even dictates the scene. Like, it guides you as an editor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, instead yeah. of you being, like, looking at it, like, I remember that happened to me where I was just looking at these clips and I'm saying, how do I start this story? Like, what's the opening scene? What should be the yeah. transition shot? Put a music, put music in there. Any editor out there struggling, you know, how do you approach it? Put music, it'll guide. If, if it's the right song and it like fits, like the tone, the mood, it'll just guide you. Listen to the music, listen to the beats, when to put which clip, you'll be fine. That's what that's that's how I've used it as a compass, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so I agree, man. I agree. Yeah, the music it's very, very important. I am I actually when I write a script, I put all the music uh notes because I imagine all the film, you know, like the, the the scenes, the camera angle, yes, the tone, the dialogues. But I need to know, I need to know which, which kind of music I will put. If it will be a low tempo, if just like a note, because you know the script. I mean, the final edition is the last script, but I, I need to put notes because the music for me it's like a guide in the edition, you know, in the montage. It's very, very important. And I see every, every time I see filmmakers who make a great film with a real, really full quality mm. of the sound, of the dialogue, and that's, I don't know how to change it. But I think sometimes I will put <laughs> like a school here in Le the country. No, listen, like everyone has, <laughs> everyone, everyone's learning, right? Everyone, everyone has to, you know, identify their errors, their failures and get back on that horse. The important thing is they know where they went wrong, right? Like those people you said that have the dialogue that's not coming across coherent or clear uh, through the sound, they need to look at that and say, how can I improve, right? I know that I did that for myself. I said, as soon as I start directing scripted material, I need a sound, dedicated sound guy, you know what I mean, on set. Um, <laughs> it, it's, there's no way around it. Um, so, because like you said, if you're editing it and you just hear, like just noises constantly even this podcast like imagine if there's just wind blowing the whole time over my speeches or like you 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 having a full-out conversation about your past like no one's gonna listen we were gonna shut it off no right? so no. and and speaking of which you know again talking about like learning lessons when i first started this podcast man i had headphones uh, apple headphones and i used to wear hoodies a lot because that's my style and i used to scratch the, the the hoodie and i would have to scrap the video because all you heard was shh shh like every time I was speaking and I'm like, someone's going to turn it off. Um, so what I'm trying to get at is like, that's how imperative sound is uh, back to your point. Um, you, you can't ignore it. You can't dismiss it. Everything else you can tweak, you can manipulate. You can kind of say, I didn't have the budget for it, whatever. But yeah. if this, if the film you're making uh, is not clear, um, <laughs> you're going nowhere with it, unfortunately. You don't so know. That's, so that's I, I'm really happy. We agree on that, man. It's so important. Um, <laughs> Now, I just want to know, like, uh, you know, you've entered the industry or you became a creative and artist through uh, bass player. Uh, do you see yourself transitioning back to a musician full time and maybe disregarding the whole filmmaking career? Or do you see that not happening because your heart still lies in film? No, I mean, 
I'm always will play the bass, always will have my band, uh, will play with my friends. And at the end, how I see the music, the, I mean, the only way to live with the music is not to have a band and to, I mean, to play in for stadiums. Right. You can live with the music as many things because, as we discussed, <laughs> discussed uh, early, the music is in every film that you made. So I will always will will be playing. I won't see me as a full time musician right now. And I don't know in the future. I mean, if I have a band and we need to go to the road, okay, the cool. weekend, we will do it. Like tours. But yeah, yeah, for sure we will do it. But at the end of the day, the, the most important thing for me is to live happy. Yeah, that's Play. important, man. Well said. Simple yeah. as that. <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm very happy when I, the, the, the end, the day comes to the end and I pick my bass or my piano and make some songs with my friends, Leandro. And that's, that's happiness for me. Like you're happy. That's amazing, man. And you're happy where you are. And that's, uh, that's the most important thing. I'm so happy. I'm so happy <laughs> you said that. Um, because yeah, yeah like I, Sorry, yeah. That's Sorry, what because, were you No, I mean, that, that's very difficult because, I mean, we want more every time. Of course, of course. And maybe sometimes we don't have time to slow a little and to think and to see what, what we have. Appreciate what we have. Yeah. So I think we need, we need it. I mean, it's very difficult, but I think... We need to go slow and to see what we are making all the day, because maybe you are in your war, in your job, and you're saying, "Oh, I hate to edit yeah. this, <laughs> this shit video." <laughs> we have we have that sometimes, man. We have. That. I'm so happy you're you're open and honest about it. Uh, I was just yeah. talking to Creative earlier, like on the podcast. Uh, you know, she was telling me about how she has days um, that she doesn't feel motivated, doesn't feel like she wants to do it or like there's comparison, right? Um, but we kind of had a mutual understanding because I share the same uh, kind of negative talk and said, hey, at the end of the day, man, you, there's only so much you could do. Um, you got to be patient. You got to be grateful for what you're yeah. in right now. You got to not so be so focused on what the destination because as creatives, we yeah. always want we always want and more. If, We're always thinking what's the next step, right? Yeah, and even if you are, I mean, if you are an editor and you are right now, you're not editing what you like, but at the end, you are editing. You are you're still editing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're still editing. You are not selling cars. That's so smart. You Yo, I, that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like you that. need to be patient. You, you need to be patient. I mean, I tell this because I, I work as a seller man yeah. in the past. Yeah. At my thing, uh, that, that was a short period, like two or three years while I get involved in these companies and work and start working ESPN, you know. But I live that. I live that. So and I was struggling because I said, oh man, I'm selling all this day. I want to make music. I want to make videos. But that games, that games because you need to be patient and focus and, and go to the point. That's it humbled it. yeah. Honestly those experiences humble us man because again this is what I meant by we have very similar paths. I started uh, my early twenties, like working retail and doing a lot of sales jobs, consulting jobs. Um, and I was nowhere remotely doing anything creative. So back to your point is that if you're an editor, a director, a writer, 
um, be grateful that you have, even if you're not editing or directing something you don't want, or maybe writing a project you don't want, you're still in that opportunity to do it as opposed to, like you said, it could be worse. You could be at a mall selling phones like I did. Um, and that's what I kind of tell myself, right? Like the reality is, is there's not always going to be every project you like editing, but the fact that I'm in the industry, the fact that I have these connections, this network, just grateful for the ride. You know, obviously I'm always thinking about what's next, what I could do more, but in the moment to prevent it from burning out, uh, or for me to be discouraged, uh, it's important that, yeah, you, you, you just value like, you know, what's been given to you and what you work towards really, um, in the present. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Amazing, man. So again, I want to get back now to the business side of your craft. Um, so production companies, uh, they're creative entities, right? Uh, uh, you and I both, uh, share that same interest, uh, for artists to express and promote their craft, uh, to audiences and potential clients, uh, which we do on a regular basis. Um, I'd like to know from your uh, production company, what kind of projects, uh, are you involved with, uh, in the past and, uh, currently? Well, for this year, I want to film my my short film. I, I have write it. Oh, amazing! Yeah, we're gonna do that for this year. We need to do it yes or yes. Sometime <laughs> you, you gotta you gotta get the dates in there. Yeah, yeah I, I need to do it because it, it's I really like the script and amazing. I share, I share it with some colleagues and with some teachers that I have, and everybody's telling me, "Okay, man, let's do it." The idea, the original idea was to film it in 2020, but you know, some things happen. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, as they say, life life gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was a pretty difficult time. So this year we will go to, to film. Get back. The important thing is you're back at it, right? And you didn't give up on it. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. This, this film was uh, a motivator for me because talks about the brother's love, you know, the relation between brothers. Uh, so it's very motivational and it's very important for me, which calls delay, like, you know, the sound delay, <laughs> the effect, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a history of two brothers who lost their parents. Uh, or... it's, it's a story. It's a personal story. What you're saying, like, this is, this is something that resonates with you. No, it's not all personal, but has, some points oh, yeah but that's important and that's why you want to tell yeah. it right it's a passion project yeah. for a reason yeah. yeah 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 because it's motivational and you know at the end is it's a relief to yep. share the my experience and what i live i mean some points yes yes cathartic it's, it's a cathartic experience they call it right like and the, the writing itself is cathartic filmmaking i should say um i always argue with people like uh the ones that argue with me that I need to be on the paper, like if I'm involved, you know what I mean? And what I mean is not selfishly, I just meant like, um, there's no way to write an authentic script if you're not projecting yourself or your past experiences. Sure. You know what I mean? And yeah. people that, you know, I've had uh, collaborators in the past that, oh, I felt it was too much of you. And I said, well, how else do you want me to write it? I can't write <laughs> freely if I can't relate to it, like res resonate with it, right? Uh, my experiences. And again, it's not to be a selfish act. It's just how a writer uh, expresses themselves. It's through themselves. It's from within outward. Um, yeah. So people should really, yeah, uh, people should look at it for sure. As like you said, really uh, an outlet for relief, right? Cathartic, um, therapeutic, whatever have you. But the important thing is that you got the script done. Now it's exciting yeah, that you're going to be directing it. Yeah. Yeah. Have the actors, 
I'm nice. already feel like a like a teaser. Yeah, I already got it. So this year we will be the main thing that we will do with the company. Of course, continue editing for Impact Theory and new clients that we have. We have a total department for weddings. We offer editing services for for weddings filmmakers. That's right. You do a lot of like weddings, corporate videos, and music videos. No, got a lot of music yeah. videos or no? Yes. Yeah. With the pandemic, was that was a little down because yeah. the musicians doesn't have many money and doesn't have any any shows, you know. But the last the last thing that we do with them with musicians, I mean that that was a big thing was uh, a stadium called Luna Park here in my country. Right. And that was really good. I get nominee for for an award, which calls Gardel Awards here in my country. Nice. That was a really good, great experience. Amazing, man. Well, I'm really excited for you. It sounds like a promising year. Um, a lot coming up. And uh, you better be, I better be the first one to see that short film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will send you the first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure, buddy. Uh, really excited. Um, and I wanted to now ask you, because uh, this is actually new. I didn't know this about you, because uh, I knew you did freelance for Impact Theory, but uh, you're also a director of media for the company Radical Fitness Center. Yeah, Radical Fitness for me is like family. <laughs> oh, amazing. So tell us about that. Like, what do you do exactly as a director of media? What does that mean? Yeah, we make uh, fitness videos. Oh, okay. For nice. 43 countries. Huge demand for that, right? huge demand <laughs> huge demand right <laughs> yeah. it's been the last 10 years of my life working with them and as I said the guys are like family for me I, I, I don't see me out of radical fitness <laughs> because it's like oh, okay. family yeah yeah for sure, for sure. Uh, we produce the videos but we made the music too so that's I'm on right the head your background in music together. yeah yeah we make like 60 or 70 songs every three months so that's a lot of songs and we, we work a lot making videos making the songs that's a pretty great so we are yeah sorry go ahead no I, I just wanted to know so when you said it's a family like this is family is it actually a family business like a literal family or they're just people you no, know no no no, no 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 <laughs> oh, okay it's not my, my blood family oh no yeah yeah, yeah. they're just your boy yeah yeah your, your brothers and sisters your, your boys you know yeah 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 because here in my country we said like family because uh it, we we take care of each other it's been a lot of years i have i mean the owners of the company gave me the, the freedom to make this department of multimedia okay back in the days i was the only one in the company who make sound edition and sound filming we we import all the products and then we start to produce it and we make this department big and big and big. And right now like we are like 20 guys working. That's amazing, man. So it's just been like a uh, ongoing business, like something you've always uh, pushed yourself towards. Um, yeah. And, and it's been like consistent, right? See how it pays off. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. And I, and I see you doing, like you said, if they're family, that's something that you're going to be providing your talent to, right. For, for many years. To yeah. Come. And yeah. the business is growing. Like that, that business is growing because of your work. Like I, radical, radical, uh, radical fitness center is is the business now? Like, are you seeing a progression in in the company? Like, is it slowly growing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. going up. Nice. Yeah, it's going up. We start filming friends, like 
five years ago. I went to France Amazing. to prepare the, the team. I mean, that was a crazy year. I went three times in a year to Paris to, to, to prepare the team, to, to make the videos. And yeah, the company is going very well. We have a virtual department, which going very, very well in, in countries like Japan and China. And we are very excited about that because I mean, the virtual, it's coming with the pandemics. It was what gave, what maintained us up because, oh, you know, all the gyms was closed. You, you weren't able to go to the gym. Yeah, there was no point. Well, at, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we won't have the, the virtual product, it was like a knockout for us, but that was yeah, your, your content was falling on deaf ears for sure, because people that wasn't a priority for people at the time. Right. Um, yeah. The, the, even for me, like as much as I wanted to go back to the gym until I was vaccinated, until I felt comfortable, like it wasn't really on my mind. Um, so if you're yeah. pumping it out, I guess it would work for people like working out at home. Um, but it's not the same <laughs> as you know, like it's people not the are same. Age, but you can't, you can't do home workouts anymore. Like I tried that. I said, no, nah, I got to go back to the gym. I'll wear a mask if I have to, but that's it. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. not the same, but you have the option. You have, you have the, the option. option, yeah. I think it like Netflix. You always have Netflix, but it's not the same to go to the movie. But you have the option. No, no, and no, for sure. I'm saying with your respect to your business, you're doing great. Like, it's effective. I'm just saying uh, for the notion of like, you know, uh, people working out, like getting them, uh, really just encouraging them to work out, period. Um, it was very challenging, right, in the pandemic. But uh, now that you're providing those alternatives, I think it would thrive even more uh, during the pandemic because people were home, right? So they were just watching content all the time. Yeah, so, I don't know how is it in your country, but here was a change. Yeah, a totally change. I mean, I have a friend who works in the bank, nothing to do with my kind of job, but this friend of mine was all the days of, of the life going to the center of the town. And right now, you only go, I think, one day wow. to, the center, to work in the bank. Wow. So here in my country, it's like a change. So right now, we have a lot of people working in the house. Yeah, every, every place has been hit differently from what I hear, right? Um, you know, the pandemic uh, struck the lives of everyone differently. And um, it's just all about how we cope, right? Um, like you said, how we make opportunities in those crises. Uh, because there's things we can control and things we can. Um, but from what I hear, you were kind of always adamant on uh, being a hard worker, right? Staying yeah. focused um, and being really true to yourself as a creative, um, you know, always um, finding new ways uh, to tell your story, uh, to express yourself creatively. So that's really admirable, man. And that's something that I've been told too. like people have complimented me and not to like <laughs> uh, give any self-importance, but uh, there was a time when the pandemic happened, uh, when, when it first began, that I was really concerned about myself because I was also going through my own issues and I didn't think this is what I needed. Like, you know, being home, uh, being told I can't find work, I can't work anywhere. <clears throat> and uh, then I realized um, you make the best of what you're given, right? Um, and you just gotta kind of tap into your soul, figure out what you want out of life, ask that hard question and keep working away it's not always going to be perfect but you just got to keep uh applying yourself so uh, yeah, i think you can't always, lose with that mindset yeah yeah that's totally agree it's not always perfect we always it's not always yeah. <laughs> and we always 
I mean, at the end of the day, the life is this. <laughs> we are going, we all go into the same point, but the thing is what you do in the meantime. Yeah, exactly, man, right? It's not about uh, the intensity, it's about the consistency. I remember hearing that uh, from somewhere. Uh, like going to the gym, right? You don't have to go, uh, I mean, you don't have to like work out for nine hours every day you go there um, or, you know, go psychotic on your diet. But what matters is that you show up, showing up. That's the hardest part. That's what I always tell my friends. <laughs> it may be, you may that's think, right. uh, you know, setting up the equipment or writing the script is hard uh, or getting the actors, but showing up the day of the shoot and actually like committing yourself, that's the hardest part or showing up any for, or for any of, the, of those roles, right? Any of those respective roles. Um, so I'm glad we're on the same page, man. We, you and I are very similar. That's why I'm excited to have you on the podcast. I believe we share a very similar path uh and background <laughs> ethnicity shout out to italians out there um so i'd like to know before you we leave uh what is a legacy you wish to leave behind uh as an artist oh that that's that's a hard one it's but... a loaded one i know <laughs> yeah but i think at the end i want i mean i want the people to understand that doesn't matter how you start it, it, it's we have a I don't know how to say in English, but we have a talk here in, in our country that the the path is the most important thing. So you know that what you do while you are going to this point to this point is the most important thing. You need to enjoy the, the journey. You need to enjoy the travel. And as a filmmaker, as a musician, I I, I want to live like that. You know, I want to enjoy what I'm doing right here, right now with my family, with my friends, with my colleagues. And at the end, it doesn't matter if you won this award or if you're not, or if you have a millions view or million subscribers or you won't have it. Yeah. The thing is that you need to, you need to show, uh, I don't know, you need to be glad about what you are doing right here, yeah. right now. That's the main thing for me. That's amazing, man. And I'm so thrilled you said all those things, uh, you know, about not caring about the vanity of things, like the likes, the subscribers, all that, because I'm guilty of this. Um, I'm sure you are like a lot of creatives. It's just normal, especially the, the world we live in, um, where our values weighted on that. But we care about that sometimes. And it's not it doesn't do us any service. You know, it's, it's counterproductive. Um, it kind of takes away, I believe, a lot of our creativity because we're so focused on making people like it. Then we don't look at being different. So uh, yeah. I think it's so important. And that's, that's the right legacy to have, right? Is to remind people, like, just do it, get out there. Don't compare with anyone but yourself. And no. uh, uh, yeah, I love that, man. It's not the destination. It's the journey, man. We got to remind ourselves. Yeah, it, it's a journey totally. Because, I mean, you can, you can have a video with 10 millions of views. But at the end, if you was not happy making that video, so that what will... yeah so what exactly or if it didn't teach <laughs> you anything as an artist right yeah. like to be better I yeah mean, if you're happy with what you are doing you can have like two views but yeah. you are happy with what you're doing and in time <clears throat> the view will come and at the end of the day the, the final thing in life uh, i believe is to be happy exactly as that as plain as that no, no, I, I love that. And that's all, it, that's all it needs to be, right? Uh, you know, take out everything else, as simple as it is. It's time to it, be happy and be confident and be grateful for everything you're doing. Um, I think that's so important, man. And yeah, it, it, it's a never-ending game. 
And that's the point is that uh, there's no such thing as perfection. But I like what you said. Did you enjoy making that film, even though it got two views? Did you enjoy making that post? Um, because there are times when like my stuff gets a lot of views, but it's like, did I enjoy it? No, I enjoyed this and it didn't even get that much of attention, right? Like when I do my artworks, it's like, oh my God, I thought this thing would blow up. Didn't blow up. But you know what? I had fun doing it. I listened to a podcast. I got my, you know, uh, my energy out again, cathartic, right? Like it was just, I was going through a moment maybe, and I was using that time to kind of get in touch with myself. Yeah. Like amazing stuff, man. I, I really appreciate that. And I think that's the right mindset to have. So thank you again, Martin, for uh, no, sharing you your journey, man. Yeah, no, I really appreciate this. It's uh, really insightful. Uh, definitely would love to have you come back on the podcast, um, share your experience, promote that film that you're speaking of. Um, I'm sure a lot of people would want to hear that. And um, yeah, do you have anything to say before we leave? No, only thank you. Thank you. I will give you some colleague's name. I have one to, who lives in Canada. Actually. Oh, amazing. Okay, great. Yeah, I'd love to connect He's with him. He's a great filmmaker. You need to see Amazing, him. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And now, man, thank you to give me this opportunity to share my experience with you and with your audience. Yeah. <laughs> That's that that's very uh, very important for me. And, yeah, and of really of grateful. Course. Thank you so much, Martin. You deserve it. Uh, I'm looking forward to that contact. This is what I do, right? I, I love inviting uh, uh, an an area, an experience, a platform uh, for people to come, like yourself, and explain their journey, and um, you know, inspire really the next creative or someone that's on the edge or dealing with their own kind of worries uh, on how to become better. Uh, how to be better. So thank you again, Martin, for coming on the podcast. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we'll talk soon.